Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres continue their series in Colorado against the Rockies. And hosting our program, it's Bob Scanlon, who prepares for his hosting duties in every way possible. We already talked about the physical training, but there was the mental side of it as well. Alongside Bob, it's Randy Jones, who prepares for the show in only a way that he can. A BYOB, bring your own ball. And rounding out the crew, it's Bill Center, who won't be pocket-tweeting either during or after the show. No, I don't think so, because a very smart computer person has been helping me on that. <laughs> now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Bob Scanlon, Randy Jones, and Bill Center. It's a cold, overcast, rainy day here in Sa- uh, nah, never mind. I, I could get no, We had to change it up a little bit, right, guys? It's another yeah. beautiful sunny day here in San Diego. I here. was wondering where you were going. <laughs> it, was, it was really fun to watch that hailstorm hit. That was crazy, that wasn't was it? Great. Hey, wow. Guys, before we get into the talk, welcome. Welcome to Padres Social Hour. Glad to have you with us. Bob Scanlon, Randy Jones, Bill Center. We're going to talk some baseball today. We'd love to have you join us. Hashtag Padres SH if you want to shoot us a tweet, be a part of the show. Love to have your input. But, Randy, you're absolutely right. A crazy game yesterday. We saw it all. Well, it, look, it's in Colorado, right? Anything yeah. can happen, and it usually does. And that was the case last yeah. night. Padres are up. Padres are down. Padres are up. Padres are up big, and it all falls apart in the ninth inning. And we had a hailstorm also. All yeah. kinds of fun. That's just craziness. <laughs> you know, and we sit around and waited until yeah. the end. So let me ask you guys this. At, at any point in the game, are you sitting there feeling like, hey, we're good. We got this thing under control. You got the three-run lead. Does that no ever happen, way. Randy? Not in Colorado. No, Never in Colorado. in Colorado. Yeah. There's just no way. Like, especially like we mentioned, we talked about it. You know, the Colorado Rockies kind of know how to how to hit in their own ballpark. No doubt. They do a great job. Right. And you, you witnessed it in the ninth inning. We didn't get it done, but they, they did. Yeah. Did you ever pitch in a place that was similar to that? I know you didn't pitch in Colorado during your career, but was there a ballpark where you kind of felt like, hey, it's going to be one of those days because you're pitching in this ballpark? Yeah. Which, which park? Well, I mean, Philly was really the one that got me most of the time. You really? Know, a day game in Philly. The ball just seemed to go, go <laughs> and go. And it wouldn't come down. I mean, you jam Lazinski and he hits a home run down the right field line. I went, well, how'd that happen? We got a problem today. Right. <laughs> you know. Bill, how about you? I mean, before Colorado was here, were there ballparks that you just looked at and said, oh, my gosh, it's going to be a 98 contest <laughs> today? No, I mean, way back when, like Crosley Field and Cincinnati or. Right. Or, right. But, but no. There's no place. It's pachinko ball. I don't even think it's baseball. It's <laughs> it's sort of like just do the you know, spinners. and It ran Jim Leland out of the game for a while, remember? Right. Oh, he yeah. was managing over there, and he just finally said, I'm done. I've right. had it. I, th- this isn't even baseball anymore. It's like yeah. playing on the surface of the moon. I mean, it, it also, even like the ninth inning, you know, there's such an expansive outfield. You always talk about the balls falling in. Right. And they're ricocheting off the walls, man. They right. weren't They weren't. In, well, like the Dickerson single for two runs. I mean, that was not a well-hit ball, but the guy is playing back so far. He had to, I mean, he had to <laughs> run like a mile and a half to get there. No doubt. Now let's talk about what happened in the game a little bit. Christian Friedrich starts things off. Uh, he looks good in the first inning. Second inning, he starts having some problems. And, and this has been an issue for him throughout the course of the season, Randy. Not so much the two-out damage, because that's what happened yesterday, but the inability to get out of the big inning. When you look back on a lot of his losses, there's always a three- or a four-run inning somewhere right. in there. What do you see? What, what's well, going on? Well, he doesn't make good adjustments. You know, the key to being effective, especially your starting pitchers, you know, you get out there, you kind of lose the release point, you know, of, of a pitch, and you can't seem to get that tempo back. 
And you know, one thing about you know Christian, he has a problem, you know, making that adjustment. It takes too many pitches for him to make the adjustment. Right. And by that time, you've given up four or five runs, and that's what you can't do. How'd you make the adjustment when you lost the release point? What did you do to make the adjustment? Well, I mean, there's just it usually had two factors. Uh, it was it was tempo. It, he's uh, I was rushing, you know, in the arms a little bit late. And so I just knew I had to kind of slow everything down and, and, and let my arm catch up. You know, and usually the adjustment would be I'd release a pitch and it'd be low, and then I'd make my adjustment from there up. Hey, Randy, you know, I was watching this yesterday, and just from a mechanical standpoint, we're watching Friedrich on the mound right now, and if you're listening to us on the radio, what, what, what I want to point out is that it looks like his lower half never really gets settled over the, the mound, even out of the stretch position. Now, I understand you're not going to have the high leg kick all the time to be able to do that, but it just looks to me like the lower body rushing towards mm -hmm. the home plate more oh, quickly and the arm trying to catch up. And then what's interesting afterwards is Darren Balsley comes out and chats with them on the mound. The next batter, he's actually going into a higher leg kick, and it looks like maybe Balls had said something about that also, about, hey, let's try to get the weight back. A and you mentioned it. It's not a question of are you going to have to make adjustments in the course of the ballgame. It's oh, how quickly you can do it. That's right. A and and that, how, how that's you how you win ballgames. But, right. you know, I understood my mechanics really well, and I was, you know, when I was, my concentration happened was just my mechanics. Yeah. My mechanics were solid and good. And, you know, once that front foot lands, you release a pitch, you know if your arm's slotted right or not. Yep. It's not a maybe. You know, at least in the old days we did. Right. I'm not sure about some guys today. <laughs> you know, they just, they just fire it, let it go, and, hey, here it is. Yeah. But, you know, I, and I, could, I could just feel it. When you know, my foot would land, I'd let it go, and then, and, and, uh, you know. And so the first thing I would do is, just like from a stretch, you know, you go the first three innings, get nine up, nine down. Now you get your first base runner. Uh, you know, that first pitch, I always threw a ball. I'd throw it off the plate. I was not going to get beat in that scenario immediately. Got it. And I'd make my adjustment from there. But, you know, when I lost that, you know, release point, I knew most of the time it was for me rushing. I'd rush and I'd, I'd drag my arm. And that's exactly what you're seeing. Christian, especially when you get, if you get too quick, your arm just can't catch up. Right. So I would slow that, you know, that, that, that down. I'd speed my arm up a little bit until it'd fall back into that good spot you know bill I was, I was watching chatwood pitch yesterday and i think we discussed this after his last outing he threw a bunch of fastballs right. he was about 95 percent fastball in his previous outing and it looked to me like the padres maybe were anticipating that a little bit more in this outing they were able to get a couple of runs on him early and then in the third inning three more runs did you see any adjustment by the padre hitters from game I, to game you know what I, they were they were really swing the see fastball hit fastball yep uh they were really on him early and i was surprised he didn't pitch differently mm -hmm. than he than he had down here. It was sort of strange that he would come out with the same scenario that he that he was doing down here. Wh which begs the question, what comes first, Randy? I mean, if, if it's working, don't fix it, or fix Whoa. it in anticipation of they're gonna catch up to what I'm doing? Yeah, you gotta, you know, it's just like back-to-back -back starts, we've all done it, you know, against the team. And the key is, is you know, four days later, I'm not pitching the Cincinnati Reds <laughs> the same way. Yeah, it's the same repertoire, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch backwards. Yep. I'm going to do things that I didn't do four days before that. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're going to see the same pitches, but not the same sequence. He's pounding fastballs. Those guys are sitting on it. You know, I, yeah, I'd have fed him a, a good diet of breaking balls and, and set the fastball up in that situation. Okay, I want to talk about a couple other things also before we get to the ninth inning. But another thing that I saw that was a real positive yesterday, in that third inning, Luis Sardinius, he beats out the double play. Round right. ball to shortstop. He digs it out. And two things I see there. First of all, this young kid is showing some hustle getting out of the batter's box. But also, I think just in general, this is a team that's not mailing it in down the stretch. No. Uh, 
you know, I really like this guy. <laughs> and what's strange to me is that he come, he, when he came to San Diego on Sardinius, the scouting report was good field, no hit. No and hit. Not no even, hit. Not even no. bat is behind the glove. No. It's no, no hit. hit. And ever since he's been here, he's surprised me with the bat. And the, it's the defense coming <laughs> in on some ground balls has <laughs> little, been like questionable. A little shaky. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, is this the same guy? Right. Do we have, is it the same Sardinius or did I we think, get somebody I think, else? I just think you got a bad scouting report. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> well, it wasn't me. I mean, that's, if you look up, you know, under... That you can actually look up and see scouting reports. You get on the computer. Really? Yeah, I know how to do what, that. Scoutingreports.com? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> see, now, th- now these guys were going at it all before the show. For a good 10 or 15 <laughs> minutes, it was sniping all back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You guys we just have a good we've time. We've only started. known each other for yeah. 40 it's years. So it's so years. good, though. It's you know right. what would be great? And I wish that I'd been, it, we have the, the hail delay yesterday in the middle of the ball game, right. right? Ninth inning, so they're sitting on the bench for 30 minutes. I would have loved to have seen you two guys just sitting on a big league bench, just chirping at each other while the, while the hail is falling through the course of this ball game. And a lot of the guys were having fun with this. I think Alexi Amarista in particular here, at some point he starts putting his hat out and he's, he's going to do a little jig. Some of these guys maybe never seen hail like this before. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they mentioned that on the broadcast. And you're right, some of these guys – you know, from one of the islands, <laughs> right. I've never hail. You know, I've been in a, that stuff stings. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Hey, those, those aren't little. No, those are those are coming down. Those are, they're firing bullets. Yeah, that'll come down and get you, no question. I mean, but this is the classic weather in Colorado. It's 69 right. degrees, beautiful. Hey, let's play baseball. And 30 minutes later, you've got thunder, you've got hail, you've got rain, you've got a 40-minute rain delay. And I don't know if this ends up being a factor in the ball game or not, but obviously we know what happens to the Padres the next inning. Things fall apart. And I guess and here we see Alexi, you know, he's having yeah, a good time with right. it. He's like, hey, let's build a snowman. Don't see a lot of that in Venezuela. Right. Hey, let's build a snowman. <laughs> wow. So, like so what, do you, what do you think, guys? Does this in any way have an effect on what happens in the ninth inning? Because, look, it's been 144 games since the Padres have lost a game that they were leading after the eighth inning. I mean, that is a pretty impressive streak. It's the second longest streak that the organization has actually had. 181, I think, was the previous record. Right. So this was a great run. And out of a bullpen that was sort of patchwork coming into the season in many ways. I agree. Any effect that that has, do you think, in terms of Maurer getting ready for that ninth inning? Is he up? Is he trying to get loose and then have to sit down? Randy? I mean, it can have a little bit, I would think. But I think overall, if you're going to talk about the ninth inning, it's just all about the approach. I can't blame the other eight guys. No. Because they, they didn't, they didn't no. make any It wasn't mistakes. their fault. They didn't <laughs> no. make any mistakes. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was, it was all on Maurer on, on the mound. Yeah. I thought there were some really bad pitches oh. on the ninth. I mean, I really—he just wasn't making his pitches. No, well, no. I mean, he—he he, sometimes he gets like it's just a mental rut, you know. He's not pitching; he's throwing, you know, and he just—he's just letting it go. So, you know, and, and it, it drives me crazy because he's got such good stuff if he just pitched. No question, and he didn't have that great stuff last night. We no. we realize that. So he has pitched now. This was his fifth outing in the last seven games. Any factor at this point in the season? Is, is he getting to a point maybe where a little bit of fatigue is kicking in? And, Are you talking you know, about physical fatigue or mental fatigue? I'm talking, well, both, but physical primarily, especially at this point in the season. And, again, it's his, his fifth outing in the last six days, and we don't know if he might have been up in the other day as well. And, you know, I'm just wondering, you know, kicking in a little bit? Because we saw this two years ago where he, he, you know, had to actually take the last month and a half of the season off. Off, right. Um, I, you know, I don't know. He's, he's been closing now for two months. 
I would think that he'd still be fired up to get out there and show that he could do that job. Well, I don't think that he's not fired up. Right. I'm just wondering if he's physically fatigued I where the arm just isn't getting out there. Physically, like he might be. I mean, he's almost at 70 appearances. Well, he's yeah. right. still reaching 95, 96 right. miles an hour, gentlemen. I know, but uh, it's a lot of fatigue in that. Randy, we know that it's not about the radar gun. The, the velocity is still going to be the, the first thing you start to lose is the command. So the ah. velocity is still there, but he's not making quality well, is pitches. That, you mean that's fit, you lose command physically, not mentally? You can lose it both ways. Uh, yeah, but I, I think it's more physical on his side and watching him on the right, mound, right. in my opinion. Right. And number one, what in the world, you, you get ahead of these guys, but what in the world are you burying fastballs everywhere? You know, he threw an 84-mile-an-hour changeup for, for a second strike, you know, and it's a, it was an outstanding pitch. Never went back to it. Never went back to it. Right. You know, and these guys got to be sitting dead red with right. an hour. I mean, hey, sometimes you've got to pitch backwards and, and give yourself an opportunity. And, and I thought the turning point in that whole inning, and granted, it, it was developing and he wasn't making his pitches, but that at-bat against Dahl, the pinch hitter that came yep. off the yes. bat, and I think yes. that's exactly what you're talking that's, about, that Randy. That was a frustrating one. He got two strikes on him, and he wasn't able to put him away, and but he ends up giving up the hit on a fastball on the outer half. That's right. After went fastball, that, he, fastball but he, away. But he kept pounding away with fastballs. Yep. Don't be afraid. It's a little change. Up, take a little off. Plus, it's a seven-pitch at bat. To Hundley? Uh, uh, to Dahl. Right. Dahl. But right. before that, well, then Hundley he had comes the battle. Up, right. And he's got the eight-pitch right. against Hundley, like you mentioned. Now he's 30 pitches into it, and now you pretty much know <laughs> this is Coors Field. Our boy's on the mound. He's struggling. He's got 30 pitches under his belt. What's going to happen here? I was thinking at the, when, when he got up 27, 28 pitches, yeah. and I, I was thinking, even though he's your closer, do you go out? Go get him. Go get him at that point. I mean, 30, that's an awful lot of pitches for a guy to throw in one inning, particularly a closer. Yeah. No, I was wondering the same thing. That's why I was bringing up the pitch count thing. Right. Because, again, he's pitched five out of six days. He's showing fatigue. He's not that sharp out there. It's not as though, hey, he's making his pitches, and no. he's just finding, you know, the balls are finding holes. And he's and now he's had too long at bats. Does it get to the point where, yeah, he's my closer, but. Right. I was, going I was, direction. you know, I, but I don't know what that does to a closer for you the know, future. I run him out there tonight. <laughs> run him back out there tonight. <laughs> Ain't right. You're right. gonna learn, learn. See, you know, that's the old school approach. Well, I'm sorry, we're man. We're sitting here talking hey, about you, how fatigued he is. You know what? You're running out there for you another. Know, if you're fatigued, why in the world are you trying to overthrow a fastball? I agree. I agree. What do you, you know, I because you're young and you've got a 95 mile an hour heater and you don't know what else to do except to rear back and throw hard. Welcome to the big leagues. Yeah, exactly. Hey, if you want to join the conversation, hashtag PodraceSH. Right. We'd love your input on here. I mean, is it time to pull a guy out at 30 pitches, even yeah. if he's your closer? I don't know. Randy, you want to run him back out there? I run him back out there. Okay. You know, use the changeup and breaking ball, the low speed breaking ball. You know, little, little tough love. Yeah. You don't have the heater? Go with something else. Yeah, thank you. All right. Or do you go to Quackenbush for a night? Well, sure, but I still run him out there. You do, you're going to Mauer no matter I'm what. I'm going to Mauer. You're my man tonight. All right. Okay. Another aspect of this game I want to talk about, another Padre hitting a milestone yesterday. So we had one that was broken, unfortunately, but there was a positive milestone. We'll talk about that when we come from the break. But you know what? Baseball is great for creating memories, gentlemen. And that's what you got a chance to do if you become a member of the Padres in 2016, 2017. Want to create those lifelong memories? Reward employees or build relationships with clients. Join the Padres family by becoming a Padres season ticket member in 2017. To learn more, visit Padres.com slash compadres. More Padre talk, more baseball talk coming back right here on Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour.
Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Glad you're with us. We've actually been getting some tweets in. We'd love to have your uh, your contribution to the show right here. And I think we've got one from Ed. I don't know if uh, we can get that one up. Cole, Ed? Doing a great job uh, directing and producing the show for us today. Ed, you got a... Grouchy Ed? Well, no, it wasn't Grouchy Ed. It was a no. different Ed. And All it was right. on my screen, and it just disappeared. Darn it. And I'm catching Cole off guard. You know, let's, let's talk about... Uh, the other positive thing that happened in this game yesterday. Will Myers with a home run, along a, with Sardinius. I was in a right. guess in the first inning, though. I was guessing that you were talking about Myers' home run. Talk about Myers' home run. Got to talk about it, right? I love it. He was talking 25. milestones. So, yes. Milestones, I kind of gave it away. Right. 25th home run. He's got 25 stolen bases, 25 doubles to go with it. This is the first time that a Padre has ever done that. Congratulations, Will Myers. Great to see you get it done. And, and what's so impressive, again, is the opposite field pop. And this guy, I mean, despite being tired at the end of the season, he has not gotten away from what his strength is, which is trying to stay back and drive the ball drive opposite Drive the ball field. the opposite way. I, mean, I love it. This is pretty pretty cool. Well, it's good to see him. He went through the slump in the, in the last, I think, the last really 10 days, two weeks. He's seen a few, you know, a few more times where he's trying to go to right, right. right center, you know, and the way they're pitching him. And you can kind of see him working on the timing coming back. And to see this is good reinforcement of that. And right. And hopefully he can finish strong, you know, you know, with that might get him going here the last week and a half, and that'd be great to see. Got to get one more homer at, uh, at Petco Park. One more homer at Petco? That would be another milestone. That'd be the most 16 would be the most ever for a season at Petco Park. Uh, will, will Venable, the previous record holder? Right. Well, yes, Venable is the previous record holder, 2013. And who would have ever thought that would have come from a right-handed batter that hits so many balls opposite field? Right. I think we all would have right thought it'd been a pole right. guy, right? Well, right. How many, uh, the first few years, you know, how many balls we see just smoke the right center? <laughs> <laughs> you, remember, you, know. you remember this famous one by Phil Nevin? Nevin? What the? What you, what, what, what's right. going on? What are you going to do around here? <laughs> exactly. Pointing up to the uh, general manager's <laughs> box. Yeah. Kevin He's Towers. all over KT. Yeah. Right. He was that all was over great. KT. Oh, that, that didn't go over too well. Oh, man. I, w I was in the clubhouse, and you could actually hear them. Are those some of those memories you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, those, see, those are the memories that you just can't replace. Right. I was in the clubhouse after that one. You could hear Dude, them in so Bochy's office through the walls. Oh, man. So, actually, we got the tweet here from Ed. It's no nonsense, 88. Ed Ed says, hey, Maurer just doesn't look like a closer. Possible starter, fastball not fast enough, and doesn't seem to rely on the breaking stuff enough. Now, I don't know if I agree with that assessment right there. When I look at Maurer, first of all, I see a guy that, to me, does have the fastball at 95, 96. And what I've always been impressed with is that he does have a, a selection of off-speed. He has a nice changeup and a nice slider. That's but right. he just didn't use it all that much yesterday. The, exactly. So do you still see him as a closer? I still see he's got closer stuff. Okay. You know, and I see more or less on a consistent basis, Maurer, you know, putting it together and being an effective closer versus a starter. Right. I mean, I saw that in spring training. I don't think. And you saw it up close. You're I, out there yeah, watching I don't want to see that again, I don't think. Okay. So you're uh, done with the starting experiment for Well, I, I, I just don't, I don't think that's his mentality and, you know, I think if you give him four days to think about a start, I don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> Some guys are not said said to be thinking, that's right? That's right. You know, in this scenario, though, but I think, once again, it's having confidence in your secondary pitches, and I didn't see that. I mean, you can rely on that fastball, but, you know, when, when he's really, really effective and he's really good, that's when he snaps off a good slider on the outside corner, throws a good changeup. Setting up that good fastball, that, that, that's when he's at his best. See, now, Ed followed that tweet up with another tweet that basically says, look, are we spoiled? Maybe we're spoiled having had such great closers here mm -hmm. in the past. Nobody currently in the bullpen looks like a, a record setter. Bill, you've seen all well, the closers right. that have come through San Diego. That's true. I mean, well, yeah. he's spoiled ten, after Trevor Hoffman. Right. Well, he's 10, Maurer's 10 out of 12. That's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, right. it's not quite to where, to where uh, 
Trevor was. But I always go back to, I, I think closing is so much psychological warfare. Oh, big time. I go back to Rod Beck when he was 20 out of 20. Shooter. With, with apps, shooter had nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> no pitches. I mean, his, right. that looked more like me out there. Right. Just, just throwing softer and, and, and softer. Yeah. And shooter's idea was I can get three of them before them get me on singles. Right. So I can get I can get three of them before they get four hits and, and drive somebody in. Yeah, if it, not you know, a bad flaw. I mean, it is more right. psychological and physical sometimes right. on the mound. But right? I, but that's the one thing I'm not. You know, I I don't know Brandon Maurer a lot. I mean, I got to admit, I've seen him around the clubhouse. I've seen other closers, and he's a little bit different than other closers. I oh, mean, you think? Yeah, he is. I mean, I mean. Those guys like Hoffman, like Street, like well, Bell is crazy, but um, but they they are so focused at what they are doing. It is, I mean, they are really honed in, uh, and I'm not quite sure that Maurer is there yet. I agree, not there yet. Well, he's a work in progress because right. some of these other guys have been closers their entire Absolutely. career, and then they come up having closed in the minor leagues, and now you just transition to the big leagues, maybe as a setup man to start with, and then eventually you close, whereas he is just trying to figure out the whole bullpen thing altogether starting last year, and, and, and now the closing thing. So he's a, still, yeah, and more still a young reliever in that respect. At this point in time, and more or less, I mean, it, you, you, don't, uh, you can't get on the side and work on a few things. Yeah. You don't have right. that luxury when you're in the bullpen, especially the closer. Yep. You know, and, and work on you know, on different things. Now, yeah, work in progress, but I still think he has quality caliber stuff. You know, with those secondary pitches got to be used more and have more confidence in him. Like he threw that one, you know, 84-mile-hour changeup, like I said, in a great spot down, swung and missed. Yeah. And I think it was strike two to the pinch hitter, you know. And then he goes right back with that fastball about five straight times. Yeah. You know, and I just – just one more, even if you miss with it, give him a chance to swing and miss. In his defense, every pitcher in the world is going to have a bad inning at Coors Field at some point. The ballpark plays you know, into this. Pretty too. much. And I can't argue with that either. No, exactly. <laughs> you're you're going to have one of those outings. Right. I mean, that just happens at Coors Field. That's yeah. why, I, I mean, I always discount hitting and pitching stats for the Rockies. Because they do play, I know we disagree on this a little bit, but they do play half their games in this pachinko parlor. Oh, I, I don't disagree with you on that at all. My, my only counterpoint to that is that for guys that play there on an everyday basis, the fatigue factor that, ki that kicks in from playing in the high altitude should be taken into effect also. But there's no question that the numbers are all skewed. Right. No doubt about it. And we're going to talk about that later because I want to talk about MVP candidates. Ooh. And at some point, you know, there's a guy in Colorado that's an MVP candidate. I, I really. And, and so you know, that, you know, that'll bring up an interesting topic. You guys, that you guys do realize the three of us are back on the couch tomorrow. We are? Yes, we are. So you're saying we got to leave something but in there? we got a whole weekend here. Let's not burn <laughs> so ourselves Leave some out. powder in there? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Mandy, I don't believe in holding anything back. Let's. We've got one game today. This is the game right. we're playing we today, so let's go, go out and win, tomorrow. right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got another tweet right here we can get to real quick. Tim Spivey, actually, uh, Tim Spivey is his uh, Twitter handle also. Are the Padres digging a deeper hole by letting the MLB squad rot instead of keeping at least a decent team during, uh, during the rebuild? I mean, it's an interesting philosophical question in terms of what's going on with this ball club right now, and maybe it's because, you know, they've, they've, they've had a lot of losses of late. But, look, that's part of the game plan, is it not, in terms of, making a commitment to going with the younger players, you're going to take a beating for a while. Yep. Right. 
but that's what you got to do as opposed to sort of being on the fence. And I think most of us here agree that the Padres are finally making that commitment, which is how you ultimately get over that level of mediocrity. Right, yeah. and I think once they made the decision that they were going to leave Renfro, uh, Margot, Hedges, and uh, Aswehi down at AAA to finish out the playoffs, everything, right. that, that put them a little bit, okay, this is what we've got. This is, we don't really have any other options in the PCL playoffs end. I mean, right now, they don't have a right-handed hitting outfielder, which is really unusual. That yeah. is rare. And, you know, and I've not heard from the fans what they think about all that either. I know we've discussed it here. Right. But I'm curious, what do you think? Hashtag Padres SH. If you think that the Padres are doing the right thing by letting all those young players stay down for the AAA championship, and, and the guys lost yesterday, we'll talk about that in a minute. Right. But what's your take? Would you rather see those potential big league players up here now getting the big league experience, or is it better that they get the experience of being in, in postseason play and the chance to win down with El Paso? I think most of us feel like good experience to get that playoff exposure. I, in I definitely, the playoff. Right. as long as they, they get up here and get their feet wet for a week, I don't care what it is, you know, they, I think they deserve that. Well, it can't go any farther than next Tuesday. Yeah, so that, you, you know, they'll be right after that, they'll be here. So even if it's for seven days, That's you're right. like, you know what, bring those guys up, give them a chance to put on that big league uniform, right. have a big league uh, clubhouse experience, That's eat that right. good spread. Yeah. Get, right. So there's something in value of that. Fred, so. good job. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see. I mean, I want to see Renfro and Wright. I want to see Hedges behind yes, the plate. You bet. Yeah. Right. I want to see that. Now, Margot's interesting. I don't know if you want to start that clock on him at 21. I would say. That's a good point. Yeah, th th there's no reason to do that. And there's no need to because he's not on the 40-man roster right. yet as opposed to Austin Hedges well, actually, and Hunter he, Renfro and some of the other he guys. Is on the he, he was on the 40-man last year when he came over from Boston. Margot. He, yeah, Margot's on the 40-man. Oh, but got it. The clock hasn't started yet. And, and, you've got, clock. and you've got Jankowski and Jay right now in center. Right. I don't think you want to bring him up, start that clock even a little bit when you don't even know if he'll make the club out of spring training next year. Ooh. Great question. Good. That's very interesting. Hey, you want to talk about El Paso real quick? Yeah. The boys? Yeah. Didn't Will get it Venable done last night. got him last Did night. Did not get it done last night. Will, Will, Will Venable, Venable got him. He came back and bit him? Right. Two-run single to put uh, that's our Oklahoma City That's ahead. our second Will Venable reference of the day here, by the way. I mean, he, he had the record for most home runs here right. at Petco, and now he's hurting the Padres down in the Triple A championship that? right now. I think we should have an embargo on Will <laughs> Venable. But, Interesting. But they were leading 2-1 to one in the bottom of the seventh. Yeah. Uh, bullpen gave up three runs, and uh, Will Venable got the game-winning hit. They're still ahead 2-1 to one going into the night. If they lose tonight, rubber match. The, it's all, everything's on the table tomorrow. Kind of goes back to my having a good guy pitching in that third game that we were talking about, which, <laughs> <laughs> which Randy didn't want to do. I had my guy go in the third uh, yeah. game. I want that thing sealed up last night, but it's going <laughs> to keep going. They'll be hitting the panic button. Actually, the, the starting pitcher did pretty well. I mean, Brian Rodriguez yeah. allowed one run in uh, five innings. It was. Hey, you uh, know what? Speaking of Rodriguez, it's uh, Hispanic. Time coming up. We're going to take a break. When we come back, his segways. Uh, yeah, we've got a lot of segways. He's, he's the master Hispanic, of Hispanic Heritage <laughs> Weekend is coming up at, at Petco Park. We're going to learn we a heard, lot of right we here. We heard that. Don't miss Padres Hispanic Heritage Weekend, September Ooh. 23rd through the 25th, when the Padres ball. face the Giants. Weekend is packed with celebrations. You're going to have a great time. Purchase a special theme game ticket package and receive a Hispanic Heritage themed Padres hat. Love it. Pretty cool looking lid right there. Info at Padres. Uh, info at tickets at Padres.com/slash K. Padres. That's Q-U-E. Que Padre. Get them now. More Padre talk. More baseball talk. We come back right here on Padre Social Hour. 
You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back to a wrestling match we have going on here at Padres Social Hour between the on the couch right here, Randy Cy Young Jones I'm and Bill. I'm on the Hall of Fame <laughs> yeah, committee right. center. Right. Right. These guys are just going at it. This, but, this is what way, I wanted to see. Right. I'm when, a bench for whenever minutes. Randy's here, the Cy Young <laughs> takes precedence, so I have to sit over so here. So you got to right. when we're together, right? That's yeah. Right. Don't yeah. you forget the Cy Young. It, man. You know what, Bill? This is the difference. I wouldn't have you voted can, for him if I knew all this. Is that right? You would have you would rescind your vote. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you like, if you would have voted for Kuzman, I'd have buried you. So here's the thing that you have going in your corner. Also, you have the big equalizer. You have Randy's wife, Marie. The lovely Marie is here today at, on set. Right. Great to have you. And well, she, hey. she's the only one that can actually put you in your place <laughs> for a few minutes. <laughs> so if things get too out of hand over there, right. yeah. you know you've got Marie I've already, back. I've already sort of <laughs> he's, called yeah. an ass. He's, <laughs> over here, he's over here crying already. <laughs> <laughs> you know. See, now that would be a great segment. Marie, at some point, we need to have you on the show and interview and talk to you about what it's oh like to be Lord. a player's wife. And to go through yeah. all that and the agony of watching him go out on the mound yeah. every fifth day. But she said that she was never, or never dealing, nervous when you went out there. Or dealing with the ego of a Cy Young Award winner who, <laughs> who drops it at the... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. That could get tough. Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired. There was, there, there was a little ledge on the left-hander. You know. Oh, you know... That day I pitched, there you mean was this a little ledge. Now this wait is the watered-down version oh, of Randy Jones that we've listen, got now? Listen, we, we now see this... Randy Jones as a you know as a legend and stuff. Sure, I, I happen to know some people who thought on days that you pitched you were a real. Mm. Yeah. Wait now, in days that he pitched, those, right? Those nothing count. wrong with that. They shouldn't count. Absolutely. Right. Stay out of the man's way. Yeah. No, but uh, but pretty intolerable. Twelve days. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on the on the day that you pitch, anything right. goes. You know who you was know? worse than me though. Gaylord Perry was worse. Oh, he, I've heard that. He was oh, grumpy. Couldn't oh. even say hi to him. He wouldn't just stay out of his way. I was his locker mate, and he wouldn't even talk to me. Really? Oh my lord, it was hilarious. So I you mean, were like that also. You were you were locked in. I pretty much locked in. Leave me alone. I'll okay. see you after the game. All right. I always like uh, Kevin Brown's approach. He didn't want to talk the day before he pitched. He didn't. Uh, he didn't <laughs> want to talk. Before. Right. He didn't want to talk. Of course, the day he pitched. He didn't really want to talk the day after he pitched about what happened the day before, and then he didn't want to p talk on the day that he he went he had his bullpen. His bullpen. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so he was never talking. Right. He would never yeah. talk. So they gave you like four hours on day four. Yeah. It's just grumpy guy. Just leave him alone all the time. <laughs> it was great. I, I used to love that schedule. <laughs> okay, so here's a guy that's not grumpy. His name is Darwin Day, and the reason he's not grumpy is he actually just won a glove from a contest that Topps put on in 1957. I Talk about that. being your lucky what? day, right? Yeah, so I saw that. He's going through a whole bunch of stuff in his house. He comes across this old baseball card set from 1957. Right. And on the back, it's got a sheet of paper that says, hey, enter this contest to win. All you need to do is give us the scores of a couple of games. So he looks up the games from 1957. Oh, yeah, Red Sox beat the Royals, and he's got the games. He throws it in. Sure enough, there's no expiration date on it, Randy, at all. So he says, hey, no expiration date. I know this is from 1957. I want my goodies. And sure enough, the top's credit. They honored it, and they the guy gets his free glove. They sent him ah, a glove. How about that? Right. That's awesome. Now, did you ever win anything when you were a kid? Kid, me now. First of all, did you collect no. baseball cards? I did. Really? Yeah, I had plenty of baseball cards. But, you know, what's funny is, is, you know, as a kid, you know, we had the bicycles and the, right. and the big hill. 
you know, uh, the clothespin. Yeah. Put baseball cards. In the spokes. In, in the, the spokes, spokes. And they'd flap when you were you riding know, your bike. Right. Yeah. And that's why you can't find like a Mickey Mantle card or a Colfax <laughs> card. Because they all got ripped oh, up. Oh, well, you didn't, you, you didn't you hit a, put a bad player on your bike. You put a good player. Yeah. You know, we didn't know. Right. I don't know how many we went through, all the good players. Darn. You know what I mean? It's all the ones that are worth 150 bucks. <laughs> the Honus Wagner card that you had, yeah, it just I mean, ended up in the street somewhere. I'm talking about thousands go down that hill, man. Dang. Just Phil, same oh, thing? Oh, I had, I had uh, a, I don't even know what was in there to tell you the truth, but I had a massive collection of baseball cards. And when I was away in the service, my how mom. Many, how many moms did that? Right. Mine. Mine. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I mean, came home one day. My mom goes, I, what happened to my baseball cards? Oh, well, we had a garage sale last right. week. And, and we, we put them out there. I'm like, you did what? Oh my, my mom gosh. gave all that stuff yeah. away. In fact, I came when it, it was amazing how much of my stuff she gave away. Bless her soul. Yeah. I mean, and she gave them away to kids and other stuff, so they all got used. I'm sure somebody probably found a yeah. Mickey Mantle rookie card and sold it for a lot of money. Moms out there, moms of the world, just keep this in mind. Please don't give away your right. kids' baseball no. cards. Do kids do baseball cards nowadays? I know they don't do them like they used to. You know, but I think that there's – I don't think kids do them the way they used to, okay. but I think the market now has shifted to all these, the baseball um, geeks that collect that stuff, and they and they do it for profit and right. stuff like that. Yeah, I know. I think the, I mean, back when I was a kid, and and well, that was even before Randy was a kid. I mean, there was th that was your treasure if yeah. you had. I mean, I can remember even collecting one time. I got every member of the Cincinnati Reds. Wow. With, which was my team, and I got I was able to check off everybody in the Reds because I had them all, and that was like okay, I've arrived. Did, did you get them signed? Yeah, you had no. Uh, well, there was no major league team here at that time. Got it. You had the one card though that has all the names on where you could check yeah, them off. Yeah, you check card. them off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, That's good. and you would, and then you go through, and I, Ed Bailey check. Veda Pinson, <laughs> Frank Robinson, That's so Johnny great. Temple, Roy yeah. McMillan. Got yep. them all. That's yep. great. Exactly. Right. That is great. Hey, if you got a great baseball card story, share it with us. Hashtag PadresSH. We'd love to hear about it. Uh, did you have a favorite card? Was there one card that you felt like, this is my golden ticket? And actually, my wife found it uh, years later. Bless her souls. My favorite ball player when I was growing up was Veda Pinson. Okay. Awesome. And uh, I had I had a, a complete set, well, uh, <coughs> You know, they were gone, and I told my wife one time that my favorite ball player was Veda Pinson. She went out and found a Veda Pinson card. at a. It's still there on my desk. I bet that made Frank Robinson's day, didn't it, Bill? Yeah, well, I did. <laughs> I, I, ticked, uh. I ticked Frank Robinson off. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Talk about staying out of guys' way. Frank Good Robinson job, right. be on the well, list. Well, Frank was uh, <laughs> holding court here at Petco Park when he was managing the Nationals, and I got in, we got into a discussion. The Reds were my favorite team. And he yeah. goes, who is your favorite player? And I said, hey, no question, Veda Pinson. And he just sort of <laughs> looked back. <laughs> got bristled a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and, he's, and he goes off, and, he's, and he starts. He says, you know, I hit 38 home runs and drove in 142 runs that year. And I said, yeah, but you wouldn't have had half that many RBIs if Veda Pinson wasn't on second <laughs> when you came up. <laughs> Randy, do you have a favorite card? Nah, well, Sandy Colfax was the card. Oh, see, now were yeah. you one of the guys that you knew you were going to play in the big leagues, so you oh, come weren't? On. No, you know, you, you okay. know, I had the dream. I chased the dream, but okay, you know, my left-hander, man, you would, there wasn't a better left-hander on <laughs> the mound than Sandy <laughs> right. Colfax. That's true. You know, it was great. He was the man. I mean, yeah, you know, that's probably my biggest thrill. You know, later on, years later on, to meet Sandy Colfax, I don't have breakfast where they met an all-star. Really? Oh, gee. And I'm just staring. What do you remember from that conversation? Or are you just in such I, a daze? No, I've seen it a million times. I've, 
Well, we were Milwaukee, 75, and I went down, you know, the first day we were there, and I was by myself. You know, nobody was there yet. It was, you know, the last minute we were on the road. And I walk in, there's Yogi Berra, Don Drysdale, and Sandy Koufax having breakfast. And I knew Yogi a little bit. Yeah. And Yogi looks up, hey, Randy, come over, sit down. I went going, you know. And I was almost reluctant because there's my boyhood, I don't Don Drysdale, yeah. the two guys I watched growing sure. up. Sure. And I went, wow. And it was just awesome. Went down, went over and had breakfast. Got to meet him, know right. him, become friends. It and was there awesome. was there was an aura to Sandy Koufax yeah. because of when he retired and what he had done. Yeah. And it was like, and then he just became. He walked away from the game. Yes. And it, it was like there was this. I mean, he was bigger than life. That's awesome. That that, that would be on my list of guys that I'd want to have lunch with at some. I'm telling you, it, oh. was, it was great. When we come back, I want to hear some more of these great stories. Right <laughs> now, we've got to take a little break. Right, Fan Rewards Month is coming up. Uh, September is Fan Rewards Month. Be at Petco Park for any game this month, and you could be one of the many lucky fans who get rewarded for just being a fan. Got to love that. There'll be giveaways including Sony TVs, headphones, stays at the Omni Hotel right across the street here, and much, much more. Make sure to be at Petco Park this month to win some of those awards. More baseball talk, more Padre talk. We come back right here on Padre Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Padres Social Hour, welcome back. And you guys are picking it up today in the tweets. Love it. Hashtag Padres SH. We love having you part of the show. And we've got a great tweet right here from somebody that's just still suffering from a baseball card dilemma that they put up <laughs> with back when they were a kid. Hey, they the kept faith. Look, I traded the big Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card for a Sid Bream second year, and that's why I still drink. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's awesome. Great. Yeah, you, that <laughs> is, well, you yeah. should do it. Yeah, you should. That would right. do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. I mean, yeah. That would nice send anybody going. to therapy How for a while, right? That, 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 that story, that story <laughs> right there, that tops ours. Oh, that's awesome. All right, guys, time to put you on the hot seat. You ready? Uh-huh. Not that you haven't been on the hot seat all game. We've like had some Cholula. great baseball talk, but I want to talk about the National League MVP. Yesterday we had a great conversation here about the Cy Young Award. Went back and forth. Uh, had some picks of who we thought might win it. I want to talk NL MVP because that's equally compelling. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Bill, with the splits in Colorado because one of the top candidates, of course, is Nolan Arenado. He's got some amazing numbers. How, how does it all play out? I mean, who do you guys see as the candidates? I'll tell you who I got. I've got Arenado. Uh, Chris Bryant as, as the two front runners, I think. Anthony Rizzo might also be a guy that you could throw into that discussion, which also brings up the debate. Can you have right. two players from the same team? How does that affect them? Randy, you, yeah, you got a favorite out of those guys? Yeah, you know, like my first one you talked about MVP, you know, I think it was Bryant that came to mind. Chris first. Bryant, okay. Yeah. 296 batting average, 37 home runs, 96 RBIs. Right. Uh, I mean, if we want to go to the other thing, three, three, 389 on base percentage, 954 OPS. Uh, I think we covered as many stats as, as are relevant for this conversation. Bill, I mean, I, that's n- nothing wrong with that pick. No, no. I, actually, I would go with Bryant, too. Really? My concern would be, okay, th- you've got Bryant and Rizzo on the Cubs. There might be, mm. you know, you vote for 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. It's, there might be some division there between those two. Which is exactly what we talked about with the Cy Young also with Arietta, Hendricks, and right. Lester yeah. Yeah. all might, on that same affect, staff. It might affect those two. Um, Arenado, I mean, I always, when I take a hard look at uh, splits for player, for Colorado players on the road, home and away. True. And his splits are actually pretty good. You're absolutely right. So he's got a 294 batting average overall. Right. It's 276 at home. Not too bad. 37 home runs overall. 15 of them are on the road. Right. 
Uh, 45 of his 121 RBIs on the road. That's a little bit of a fall off right, right there. But it's not crazy. It's not, not crazy like fall some off. of them used to be. I mean, it's not like candidates from Colorado hitting over a buck the 50 years. on the right. road and 370 right. at home. Right, with thing. 25 of their 28 home runs at home. So, but still, you're going with Chris Bryant. Even I'm going with Chris Bryant because okay. I think, I mean, and it's hard. I mean, Arenado because the way he plays third base. That's also a plus, although we saw him make two errors in one game here at Petco Park. Right. Well, but but Chris Bryant, with everything he's done, uh, would get my would get my nod. All right, we got two votes for Chris Bryant. Yeah, we got the, the impact. I mean, I can't ignore that Arenado. You know, hey, you know what? He's sitting the pressure if he continues to be this effective in the future. He's got everybody's attention. I think you got to do it again. Right. And we were talking about Ernie Banks Ernie when Banks, he won it right. with the last place last team. place team. But you know, the two two years prior to that were phenomenal years right. for him. Right. And so you've got to build some credibility a lot of times in that scenario. All right. Sounds good, guys. We're going to take a break. Great job being on the Cholula Hot Seat. Cholula Hot Sauce. You know what? It's got that iconic wooden cap. We love that cap. Uncap. Real flavor with Cholula. Got that wooden cap. It's iconic. And the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. Put it on your, your wings. That's put it hot. on your breakfast. That's put it on hot. whatever you want. You're going to be nice <laughs> and toasty. Hot. Padres Social Hour. More baseball talk when we come right back. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Hey, great to have you with us. Bob Scanlon, Randy Jones, Bill Center, talking baseball. Glad to have you be a part of the show as well. You've done a great job with the tweets. Thank you so much. Hashtag Padres SH if you want to continue to chime in. But right now it's time for the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. Before we get to that, we got to see what the lineup is so we know who to choose, right? Let's take a look yes. at that lineup. United Airlines is bringing you the starting lineup. Proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Travis Jankowski will be covering center field. Luis Sardinius, my pick yesterday, will be batting second today at shortstop. Will Myers joining the 25-25-25 club yesterday. He's over at first base. Ryan Schimpf at third. Ooh, that's something different, gentlemen. John Jay in left field. Oswaldo Arcia in right field. Derek Norris doing the catching. Alexi Amarista will be over at second base tonight. And Edwin Jackson on the hill. Interesting little switch up right there, seeing Ryan Schimpf over at the hot corner. Right. Yes. What do you think? Are we going to see more of that? Well, sign of Solarte, to come? With Solarte, 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 yeah. He's out right. of town. Family, I, on yeah. family leave, right. I, you got to play him at third. No doubt, but you could have put Alexi Amarista over there. Uh, I don't like the arm. Well, we've seen him over there right. before, I right. guess. Right. right, but Schimpf, actually, that's his natural spot. Yeah, okay. you know what? He gets to test the waters right. over there. Let's see what he right. looks no, like. Schimpf is actually the spot where the thirds where Schimpf played most No doubt. We've talked about it, so we're getting a chance to finally see it. Hey, it's time for the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. Yours truly came out on top yesterday. All right, with my sardine. All right, look at that. It's not Blooper. That's Cole Gallagher doing on, a nice Cole. job it with the like uh, Blooper to me. Super with the uh, I like it. Yeah, yeah nice well. job. Photoshopping yourself. There you well go. done. Cole okay, Sam. Cole, yeah. <laughs> what happened yesterday, man? Yesterday, I went with Alexi Amarista. Because he was due. He, hasn't he had was a due for a home run. <laughs> he hasn't had a home run all year. Uh, so, and there's a reason for that. So, we're going in Colorado, that? my thought process here is he's still due. And I'm picking Alexi Amarista again. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. You're going with Alexi Amarista yes, again? again? Again. Again. I'm riding, I'm riding this train until it dies. Go, Bill. I go. think See, it has died. Well, well he's yeah. doing the same thing that Blooper did earlier. He rode the Will Myers train while it was hot. Well, he he's riding the opposite train, and he's bringing this contest closer I'm and closer gonna, together. I, I think that I'm just going to stick with Will Myers. That's who you're going with? Yeah. Not a bad call. Not a bad call. All right, I we got the got match a second wind. I, I think, Cole, you're going to have some Cole. splaining to do yeah, when Blooper comes back to into do. town. I don't want to – I am here Monday. I might have to listen to that. All right, yeah. there you have it. We've got, we've got our matchup. Bill goes with Will Myers. Cole's going with uh, Alexia Marista, who's due. If and that's I lose this one, 
I'm going to be an so embarrassment to you tomorrow. I yeah. like your chances. Tomorrow you're on the couch. Yeah, I know. Don't I'll be right back here doing don't this. Don't this, man. Yeah. You've got it. You're good. Hey, Supercuts, head-to-head challenge. Well done, Bill. I like your pick. I think you got a good chance. Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail, the cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. More Padres Social Hour coming up. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Final segment of Padres Social Hour. Glad you're with us. It's going to be real quick right here, but gentlemen, a little bit of sad news to, to share right now. W.P. Kinsella, the author of Field of Dreams, actually mm. passing away. Great movie, a great, great book. Movie. Great uh, book. I've actually never seen the movie in its entirety because the one time I sat down to watch it, I got traded. The phone rang. It was my coach. He said, hey, Scan, you're getting you traded from really the Phillies to the that? Cubs. You got traded and during I, Field of yes, Dreams? Yes, and I've never seen the movie ever since. Guys, uh, you love I the movie, it. I love assume? Oh, I love it, but that was a great movie. Yeah. Good right. stuff. Do you have a favorite? What, what's your top three? Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. I'd I loved every single one of them because I think all of us that played the game, yeah. you know, and been around the game can relate to every one of them. Right. Yeah. Bill, but we got a favorite? But the way that you tell that the Shoeless Joe Jackson turned into the really a great book. Hey, I mean, a great book, and anything with James Earl Jones in the movie, you got to right. love it. Oh. Hey, Padres baseball coming up next. It's going to be Edwin Jackson going against John Gray. That starts at 5 uh, 510. Stay with us. Tomorrow, 1130, more Padres social hour. It's the same crew. Yes. The three amigos. Talk about a Join us tomorrow. Thanks for being with us.